What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to on iTunes, Stitcher, subscribing to all the formats. Really appreciate it. I guess we're going to call this the self-isolation version. Um, There hasn't been too much going on, but I feel the need that we kind of need to be there for each other, even when there's nothing going on. So maybe we can focus on some other things. I do have some ideas. We are going to focus on an interview that the director of Paisley Park did with Andrea Swenson yesterday on April 9th, 2020. Alan Seifert is a 38-minute interview that was done on Instagram Live. Um, you know, Paisley Park has been closed to what's going on in the world right now when it comes to the COVID-19 virus. And it's quite serious We're all in this together. We're all somewhat on lockdown, albeit in the United States. It's uh, not exact. It's mandatory, but essential places like supermarkets are still open and there are people out not practicing social distancing. Before this was happening, uh, there was someone who contacted me from Italy saying like the Americans have to take this more seriously than they are with how much was going on in the hospitals and whatnot. Um, Then, of course, like right before this was going on, uh, Celebration 2020 was announced uh, with pricing and people were upset at the $1,050 price tag or $1,500 price tag for Celebration 2020, at least for the gold package. Now, of course, since then, those things have changed to where Celebration has been postponed to fall 2020. We're going to get into that. We're going to first talk about the interview that they did. There was a few technical difficulties at first. Um, Alan's place looks quite nice, especially with a Pikachu taking a Pikachu. And uh, Andrea being very professional as usual and always like listening to her voice and seeing what she can add to the mix of stuff. Um, I do see people trying to give her a hard time on things. But remember, Prince did have her be a part of things in 2013 while I was still there. And she is in Minnesota and she knows her stuff. And I think a lot of people were expecting more from the interview uh, with Alan, but I think he was just trying to have people get to know him and still do these things. And it wasn't like, how are they going to make changes with COVID-19 taking on things? So, you know, there was people that were whining out, how come there isn't more music releases coming out? And Paisley Park is not in charge of that. That's the estate. And we'll get into that more on future programs. So where you guys are getting the questions that you want answered and seeing what I can do to help that out, to facilitate it. Albeit, I'm not an official source, but it seems like the official source is like how I used to be an official source. Um, they were more knowledgeable and letting you guys be in the know of things. Uh, now everything is more of a mystery. That's something that Prince would do and he could get away with. And even I knew that you couldn't have the spectrum of, uh, you know, surprise too much when it came to you doing stuff only Prince could. So, you know, people didn't have questions answered about new music releases and other stuff, but there was questions that were asked 
like when is Paisley Park going to open again? Like, look, that's more up to the state of Minnesota and the officials of how they're running things. And uh, that's going to be timely because Minnesota is more on a lockdown now more so than they were on like California and Los Angeles where I live, where we've been on lockdown for almost a month now um, to where we can go out for essentials. And then, you know, there are curfews that Minnesota is having now. So that plays into effect with Paisley as well. Some people did ask questions like if the upstairs area is going to be part of a tour. (coughs) Now, this is something when I spoke to someone last year about that, you know, the elevator can't be in use. So if they did a tour of other areas, how would people that use walkers or use wheelchairs, um, like a good fan, a big fan, Chris Johnson, how would he do it and say that was offered as part of it, but then he would pay the same money as other people and wouldn't get to see that upstairs area. Now, there are other things upstairs that are great to see that you'd like to see, like his workout room or the game room or the wardrobe room. Now, those things aren't going to be accessible because the elevator isn't in use. If you can walk up the stairs, fine. But, you know, there's no real place that they can put up put in an elevator inside Paisley because now you're destroying more of how Prince preserves stuff. I was hoping in the future they could do stuff like that, but we'll see. Right now, that's not an option. Another person asked about seeing the vault. The vault is in a lower level. So that would, again, require steps and require other stuff. And the vault is empty. It would be you looking at the vault, um, but it wouldn't be too much else. Same with the garage where the cars are kept, but they bring those up through through the soundstage area, which is cool. Um, then I did see... Uh, you know, they were wanting to know more about Alan and then people would be like, oh, he's never met Prince. He's never seen him perform live. Look, I think Stephen Colbert, say, is a big Prince fan and he has regrets of not seeing people live. Fallon was able to see Prince live. That's great. But does that mean that he's more qualified than this person to do those things? Trying to use that as an example for many things because right now, yes, there are people involved that didn't work with Prince or for Prince, like myself. But I think Alan is very educated on stuff. I did want him to somewhat defend the use of um, Paisley Park being used as a music venue. They did bring things up like that. And I'm glad that they're using it as a venue. It's not going to be in, you know, uh, competition with First Avenue. There's a lot of stuff in Minneapolis can, can do things. And I'm very glad that it's being used as a venue for musical acts and how they want to have other people. I'd love to see her there. I think they missed out on a big opportunity at the celebrations of 2018 and 2019, not having Lizzo involved. I'd love to have her be a part of things. I'd love to have her perform there. And then people would bring up the alcohol sales and they didn't like that, you know, oh, Prince didn't allow alcohol. Look, he did at certain events, okay? And not to be the horse that's already dead, but Prince isn't here anymore. And he's not going to come walking through that door and being able to keep it open and keep everyone paid by performing. So the alcohol sales generate revenue because people that want to see an artist perform, they do want to drink. 
And then people are like, oh, people are like falling over at Paisley and all this stuff. Like they're not paying attention to stuff. Like, look, the tour isn't open this other stuff. It is in the soundstage area. And I don't know. It seems like a lot of people that are criticizing that don't go to bars that often. And there's drunk people everywhere. There's people that drink too much, that are served too much. You know, are you trying to put like a two drink limit or two drink minimum on people? That's something that maybe could be installed, but I'm not going to tell them how to run things. But in, in order to have a successful music venue, when you don't have the person that built the place there anymore, walking in through the doors, you have to think of other ways to make money. The same thing with the $1,500 ticket that was going to be for the celebration for 2020. Um, yes, it's separating who has the money and who doesn't. But again, they're trying to find other ways to capitalize on it um, and other things. There could have been more distinction of between the $500 and the $1,000 and the $1,500 because there were certain things that it looked like people weren't going to be part of the baseball game or other things like that. Now, that's problematic. And that's something that needs to be worked on and needs to be doing other stuff. And you can't compare Graceland to that because they're no longer involved. This is a new format. And I'm going to go back to Celebration 2020, but I do want to get through the other things that were discussed. It was a shorter interview than was anticipated, and it wasn't left up on Instagram Live for you guys to see it for full 24 hours. That couldn't be available at that time, but they can go back and view it. Go back and listen to the questions and get to know Alan instead of the 400 or so people that were in the room at that time. And then seeing people's questions or their attitude toward responses. Of course, there's always going to be people um, complaining about stuff and being fighting for it. Like, we understand that. Like, Prince is an insatiable artist to where we're never satisfied with what we have and we want more not understanding that Sony puts out reissues and Warner's is putting out the newer material or unreleased material, I'd call it, like the great 1999 set that Michael Howe and Dwayne Tudal put out. And, you know, I've been critical of stuff and I will continue to be that, but Michael Howe and Dwayne and the others involved with that set did an amazing job on it. And the other upcoming set that's going to come out is going to be even bigger and even better. I can't wait for you guys to know about it. It's not my place to put stuff out. I do see the rumors out there, so you guys kind of know what's coming. But, you know, there has to be a distinction of stuff, and that's why I feel there should be someone like me. And then there, are, there are, you know, like, look, Prince chose me to be the conduit between the fans and himself, and then we knew each other. And this is a relationship that went back from 1998, albeit he didn't, put together who I was in person and the online identities till 2011, but he chose me. I know there's a lot of people that are doing shows and they want to be the PRN legacy protectors. It's not how it goes. And then it just has people not knowing what to do or who to listen to. And I've tried to hold back and let, let them do the right thing and do other stuff. But you have so many voices telling you stuff and patting themselves on the back that they did this first, they did that first. It doesn't matter. What it is is about, it's about the fan community. And I understand that you guys were upset about the interview and these other things. Things I was upset about were not leaving it on Instagram Live for more people to be able to see it 
be able to hear it, download the audio, things like that. And yes, all your questions weren't being answered, but this wasn't, you know, there's certain things that can't be answered right now. And personally, I fully understand that. Now, when it comes to Celebration 2020, my thoughts on it, and it seemed, I expressed this in the room and people agree with me in the room. That does not mean that everyone agrees with me and I want to have a show with you guys about that. To have you guys be more interactive like what I was doing at this freecast. So I'm looking for a way for me to do the format to where I can do a live podcast. You guys will be able to download the audio and listen to it later, but have a live show to where you guys are able to comment. Whether I have to do it on Instagram Live or Zoom, I'm looking into those things and we're going to be doing them often. And that's how it is because I feel that you guys need it. You need a distraction. I think the DJs that are doing stuff are absolutely amazing. And we can do things like that with them. My thoughts, and we will have this be an episode with you guys and have you guys be interacting. It's where it isn't just me saying this stuff. I feel, you know, we had 6 million people in the United States last week file for unemployment. So, and that's not getting everyone that is file everyone who is unemployed still hasn't signed up they can't get to people quick enough a million people alone in california last week alone filed for unemployment so we're at a very thing a big thing we're not hearing about people from overseas you know you have to pay attention to that stuff and everyone is suffering i'm not so certain that right now what we're going through to be honest And I understand that Prince is an escape for us and he brings us so much joy and he's so amazing. I'm not certain that even in the fall, we should have a celebration 2020. This is my personal opinion. This has nothing to do with it. People are hurting financially. People may, there may be travel bans that aren't lifted by then. And then here it is. You're planning a celebration 2020 in, say, September or October. And then you're going to have to turn back around and get a celebration 2021 for June of 2021. Now, I just feel it doesn't give you enough time for a turnaround. You've already announced acts that you were going to have for celebration, and people were upset by that. And um, I just feel... That you know you're not gonna you're not certain if they're gonna be available September or October. The deals that they made are gonna come through. So, this is my projection of stuff, and this is why you guys shouldn't be having me run Paisley because I'm sure people are like, no, screw you, Doc. You know what you talk what you're talking about, Jeremiah. Um, but I just feel that let's get back to getting Paisley up and running, having special events when they're able to do things. And um, let's concentrate on a celebration 2021, getting stuff announced earlier of prices and artists, and then also who you're going to have on the panels. Because you just had the artists and people were getting upset by it. But there were people alone that were getting the $1,500 tickets. And that's great. That's their prerogative. No one should crap on them for that. There were more people contacting me privately saying that they're getting the $1,500 tickets because people were complaining about the price. But then some people that were complaining about the price have never been to a celebration before or whatnot. So that's how I feel on it. It doesn't mean that that's what it should be. But my assumption of it is just that 
we, this, this year hasn't exactly been great. You know, it's, we're the fourth month in, but it feels like it's the fifth year. Am I wrong? So let's do some stuff, you know? And then with the Prince estate, I wish that, you know, I like that they said, what are your guys' favorite inspirational songs? They put a playlist together. It isn't, it wasn't as powerful as say Sam Jennings who worked with Prince for one they did after September 11th and did an hour show wasn't as impactful because you know that he was choosing it in the way that it was mixed, but there could have been something that felt more of a great playlist that could have been like a mix. And this is the time to release maybe a different live version of a song of his that is amazing. That may not be circulating. My choice, if you were asking me, it wouldn't be Purple Rain. I would do Love Thy Will Be Done. Because right now, we need a lot more love. And of course, that song was very, it had undertones of where, where Prince was coming from at the time. You can switch the words love and God. God, that will be done. Love, that will be done. And there are some people that aren't religious or whatnot. But look, you'll still love, Thy will be done. That's my inter- interpretation of the song. But I would love to have like a great soundboard version of the one that he did in France of Love Thy Will Be Done that I heard on that 1998 tour. Oops, do I have recordings I shouldn't have? I think we all kind of do. Because again, Prince is an insatiable artist. And that's where it comes down to. But I'd love to have something like that. One song, you know, see what can be done. I don't know if it's, you know, if it's because it's co-written with Martika, there has to be other stuff, but you're not selling it. You're putting it out there for the fans to have something during this time. And I think that's really needed. Just like I feel like I want to do this show. And the reason that I haven't been doing it is that I've been keeping myself active, giving myself projects around the place. And the thing is, is that I do go out from time to time, not this week because we're all on total lockdown. But my, the problem is, is that I am diabetic. Sure, as you guys know, I do have it under more control than I've had in a long time. But I have a compromised immune system that this virus is attacking. So me being out in public as often as I want to be uh, isn't exactly an option for me if I want to stay alive. You know, I worked on my health for so many reasons because... I want to be around for a while for you guys, for Prince to be involved with stuff. I don't think I am going to be involved. I'll be honest. They know that I'm here to help. Um, But as I said in the chat room, when people were asking me to be involved and I do appreciate you guys, I feel I'd have more success banging my head into a wall. They know that I'm here and that's it. But I will be here for you guys since I can't be there for them. And we can all weather this together. After all this is through, while we're going through what we're going through, and then what is going to be our new normal after all of this. But I do feel that we need to support Paisley. We need to support the estate. I do understand we do have the Prince tribute coming up April 21st. Fans in LA where that was recorded were very upset that it wasn't announced beforehand for them. Like it was the announcement, tribute these artists, tickets on sale. And then scalpers purchased them and then the fans are paying $300 to be up in there. And um, that hurt them. 
They're like, well, the print estate can tell us about a new 1999 jacket and we're the first ones to get it, but we have to fork over two grand. We can't find out about stuff like that. And where I'm coming from is I hear the fans' complaints. And then the hardcore does, I don't want to support the estate anymore. I buy the merchandise. I do this other stuff. Then they're trying to sell me a $2,000 jacket. Then they're, the 1999 set on vinyl being $200. These are things you don't have to purchase, but I understand where they're coming from is that where I'm at is I want to keep the hardcore fans happy. At the same time, I want to bring in a new generation of fans. And I'm very welcome to that. And I think we all should be like people like, oh, you're a fan after the 21st of 2016. Let's get away from that. And I preached that for a while. We need to keep the hardcore fans there and bring new fans in. Because as we've seen, you know, we're, we're a tight community. We've seen a lot of people pass away over the past few years. And that's why I want everyone to get their health right. And I hear you guys saying that I've been an inspiration for stuff. I thank you guys so much because you inspire me. I went through a very difficult past two years and I'm still standing. And you guys can be. And there's no crap about it getting better. The thing is, is you have to work on yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to do these things for you, not for anyone else. You can change for you. No one else can make you change. Things I want to do is I'm having, I was having problems with my feet. It was hard for me to stand at things. Now I used a terrible situation and let it motivate me. And of course, like I said, there's a thing of, of me that I want to be here for a long time for the Prince fan community. And I would love to be involved and work for it, not have anything given to me. Nothing has been given and nothing should be. Um, but the main thing is, is that there's no show without you guys. So I thank you for that. There was no freaking weird name, Dr. Funkenberry without you guys. Thank you. I'm just plain old Jeremiah, you know, but we're all in this together and we do want to see the estate and other things succeed. We want people to know how great Prince was whether we were able to experience them live or other people that unfortunately weren't. And come on, as I said before, don't you kind of envy the new fans just a little bit? Because they're, they, they'll find the unreleased material they never heard before. We've heard it for years. Yes, it brings us joy, but they're getting to hear it for the first time. Just like that 1999 set, unlike Questlove or other people, you're basically hearing stuff for the first time, right? Just imagine that experience that you had playing it. They get to hear that almost every day. Let's welcome them in because we need to get those fans involved and turn them into hardcore like yourselves. Now, um, I can understand your frustration and how, you know, you feel burnt that they're not looking out for you. And that's why, well, there could be a conduit. There could be other things to be done, but it isn't just being done. We'll see what the future holds. But I do understand. They are saying there's going to be other exhibits at Paisley and other things, and that's great. We do need more new exhibits at Paisley instead of having the rooms that we've had. But yes, the top area isn't going to be accessible. Seeing the vault isn't going to be accessible. Having acts in there that Prince would love would be accessible. I love that the recording studios are being used again. I love that Beck was in there. Beck may not be your cup of tea, but he appreciated Prince. I would see him at his shows. He'd want to see Prince so bad, he would bring his little son at the time and put him like air, airport 
headphones on his ears so the music wouldn't hurt his ears. So he'd be there. I would see Janelle. I'd see all these other acts. And then that's another thing we're going to get into with celebrations is how come Janelle is involved? How come this person is involved? They're not asked more than likely. Just like with Andy Allo, uh, she did, a, she did um, a Facebook Live like her last Saturday and then Monday as well. And then people were asking her, like, why don't you do the tributes? She's not being asked. And then with the tribute that's coming up, we're going to have a special episode for that. I saw it. I liked it. Like, look, yes, we're not getting anything past 1987, but hello. If a few years ago, they would have done this tribute. It would have been all songs from the Purple Rain soundtrack, right? So we're getting songs from 1981, St. Vincent doing Controversy, who I love St. Vincent very dearly. We are getting Gary Clark Jr. doing The Cross. We're getting the Foo Fighters doing two songs, Darling Nikki and another one. And it sounded great. You're having Sheila involved. You're having the Revolution involved. You're having Mavis Staples involved. You're not be having the Andy Allos of the world or the Shelby Jays and Liv Warfields. We all know who they are. We all love them. We love Third Eye Girl. We love the MPG. Nothing but love for Morris Hayes. Glad that he was involved in that. But... Let's look at the big picture here. Four years after his passing, they're still wanting to do tributes to him. Yes, there is not going to be another prince, but these things may have other people that hear the Foo Fighters version of Darling Nikki. They're like, oh my God, that was amazing. You know, I just tuned in for them. But wow, that's an awesome song. Then they hear Prince's version of Darling Nikki. They pick up the Purple Rain soundtrack. If you can believe it for the first time, they're blown away. Then they hear the other song that they do off of Around the World in a Day, blown away by that. It opens up the doors to them. You know, there's certain things that we have to look at. And look, it, it's not just 1984. It's 81 through 87 at least. And yeah, they're going to have little segments of the most beautiful girl in the world. There'll be other stuff. But they're still doing tributes. I don't like the date that they chose. I'm sure the estate had something to do with that. And the Grammy community, the family didn't. The family gets blamed for too much stuff when they have no involvement in you know, um, that's what it comes down to if you've been following the stuff that goes on. And it just is, is frustrating. It's frustrating for us as fans. It's frustrating for a lot of people. But we have to understand where it's coming from. Just like Paisley is not the one making decisions about music releases. Yes, there are certain things of concerts that they've shown there before. But it's up to the estate to let them use. Using what they choose. They can ask, probably. That's up to the estate if they want to give them those things. So that's where we go on to it from, from it. Sorry, I should be turning off my phone during here or else that's going to just start happening to where we're hearing that a lot. So I apologize. But, um, you know, how do we go about the future? We did ask how we support Paisley during these times. They didn't have anything. I don't think you can have a virtual tour. The reason being is there might be some people that had an interest, not you guys, that they're going to say, oh, I don't need to go to Paisley. I saw a virtual tour online. You know, they can't do that. They can't have it up there. And then, oh, you can take it down. No, anything you put up on the Internet is up. That's what used to bother Prince. You know, you can't erase certain things, you know, unless we can do the tweet all deletes with everything. But then people have screen caps of that, right? So... You can't do a virtual tour. You can't do other things, but we're all in this together. So hopefully when things are opened again, we can support Paisley. 
Uh, I think people are upset about refunds or gift cards. We can get into that on another time. I want to hear from you guys and have your input. That's more important because I have a voice and I want you guys to have a voice through me and I want your voices to be heard. That's where it's important. This isn't about self-serving things. I want to help you guys out. And just like I did for him, there are times where he didn't agree, you know, when there'd be like $312 concerts or $1,312 concerts. But the main thing is, is that you guys would be heard. And I know that's what is really important. And things shouldn't fall on deaf ears. And I'm appreciative of you. I'm appreciative of Paisley Park. I'm appreciative of Alan. I'm appreciative of the work that Karen White did. I'm appreciative of the work that um, uh, Mitch McGuire, who's now the new archivist in Paisley, will be doing and has done. There are genuine people that do care about Prince's legacy. You know, Troy Carter as well. Although I don't have a relationship with them, I haven't talked with him. I haven't talked with Michael Howe in over a year. I do see Dwayne Tudal out and about uh, at events in LA. Hope he's doing well. Um, but there is genuine concern. There also seems to be just this thing of where people are in it for themselves and it just cannot be that way. Um, that's to be support. You can't like everything though. You have to be critical at times, but don't complain about everything. I mean, when Prince was here, people were complaining all the time. And I'm like, look, he ain't going to be around forever. Like you're going to be wishing for these moments that you were complaining about. Oh, he did this again, blah, blah, blah. I was right, right? Like, let's just stop. Don't be critical for the sake of trolling. Be critical because there's a point behind it that you want things to succeed. That's where I come from on it. I know that people have been hurt by my comments. I don't issue any ill will towards anyone. You know, I will never understand why people feel the need to badmouth me in order to make themselves look better or, you know, cost me chances. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play the game of being dirty. You know, there's people that have helped me that I'm very grateful for. And I've said so many times to so many people on this show in private, Ruth Azarte is a huge part of it, of me. And I'm very thankful and grateful to her. Another person, Deborah Montgomery as well who doesn't like to get attention or anything, but she's going to get it because she was a person that paved the path for me to be on. And I could have maybe worked with Prince in the future, other stuff, but Ruth made it happen quicker. And she had me be involved with stuff, but if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be involved. And I'm thankful for Kathy Adams. I'm thankful for Kieran Sharma. I'm thankful for Julia Ramadan. I'm thankful for people that worked with Prince, musicians that meant a lot to me. I'm thankful for Jerome Benton. I'm thankful for so many people. Number one on that list will always be Prince, but second is Ruth, because without her, there wouldn't be a Dr. Funkenberry. She gave me a voice. She allowed me to be a part of so many things. And um, I just want to be surrounded by positive energy and positive people. So I refuse to badmouth 
uh, people or whatnot. You're talking to the wrong person if you're going to do it. I don't understand how things played out. And yes, I'm hurt by things. And I'm allowed to be hurt. I'm human. But you're not going to walk all over me in order to make yourself look better. There will be consequences for that in karma. But, you know, a line that comes with Ruth is I'm thankful for you guys. Because again, there's no me without you. I'm very, very, very appreciative for it and want to do these things. And I feel that right now we need to do a reboot of certain things. And what our new normal will be, we're not going to exactly know right now. But what I want is I kind of want a format of what we have with Streetcast where I love doing live shows because I can do live shows and I feel that it just helps to the things and then have you guys be in a chat room and getting questions live and Prince loved that I would answer your guys' question and have you guys be so involved and bring you guys on camera. And I'd love to do that. You know, at first we may not have too many guests on because we got to make sure with the headphones, you have them in so you're not hearing the echo. But if Paul Pearson want to come in, Andre Simone, Andy Allo, everyone is welcome. And we're going to be putting up stuff to do that, whether it's on Instagram live or with Zoom, I got to look into these things. I didn't want to delay doing this show any longer. I've missed you guys. I'm sure you've missed me. Um, it's sometimes hard talking to yourself for it. And that's why to have it. And I want to have longer shows because I hear you guys. You want longer podcasts. You want these other things. I want to provide that for you. And I feel with us, with you guys being asking questions and being able to do things, it'll make it more interactive. And then the podcast won't be is boring. If we go for an hour, we go for two, we go for three. You guys are getting new questions answered and that stuff that you may be like, oh yeah, da da da. You know, what, what's his opinion on this? And let's see what the other fans' opinions are because I'm going to read them back. You know, so it is recorded and we have all this stuff. But um, it's a tough time. And it's a time that we truly, truly have to show love for another. Don't just say it. Be it. I see people all the time saying love for another and they don't mean that crap. They mean love for them. No. Don't do stuff to the point of self-sacrifice to where you're hurting yourself. But if you can help someone, do it. I'm glad that I'm an inspiration for people. And there's been people that told me that they were having suicidal thoughts. And I reached out during Christmas and was posting stuff. Um, we're all in this together. I know the holidays can be tough. And I was reaching out to people. And of course, then a friend of mine from back in the day reached out to me thinking that I was going through something when I'm trying to help other people go through stuff. And I do see people love the things I'm posting. I am still posting about Prince, but I put little messages out there to make you guys laugh. What we're going through is very serious. We have to, in order to survive this, we have to do it with humor. We have to do it with love. We have to do it with understanding. And... I want to be able to do that, you know, albeit there's a fake Dr. Funkenberry account and that is not me and that hurts stuff and I need to report and I need you guys to be on it. I'll be posting on Instagram and just change the freaking name. If you're a fan, change the name because it hurts me and it hurts me being able to get messages because people will come to me, hey man, I, I DM'd you on Instagram. How, how come you're ignoring me? And then they're emailing that person. Then people are like, hey man, like I've been trying to promote my book and you're not answering uh, they weren't contacting me. They were contacting the other person like, yeah, you're rude. No, that's not me. Albeit, I need to get a new phone. And we'll get into that because I'll post stuff on Facebook and I see people commenting or asking me questions. 
I can't get back because my phone dies really quick. I have my phone at 100%, and within less than an hour, it's already down to 60%. So I have to, like, preserve it and make sure stuff because, man, if California, we're going through this, if we go through an earthquake, we're really screwed. We have to all be in this together, though. Everyone has other things going on. It's just amazing to me. California has, like, such bad air quality, but right now we have, like, the best air quality in the world, if you can believe that. So that's just amazing to me that mother nature is kind of healing, but we're kind of suffering. And this thing doesn't care if you're rich, doesn't care if you're poor. Of course, it's going to affect the poor more than the rich because they can get the test. And they have other things, albeit now we're able to test more frequently. And on April 9th, 2020, you know, there's 800 people that died in New York, which is a huge number of people. I think it was the most in a day, but they're having less hospital visits happen. So there is a decline in happening. The news of the people dying of 800 people, those are infections that they had for a few weeks. The people that are coming in now, there's less of them because of this whole social distancing thing. And that's the word of 2020. And the self-isolation and then quarantine for people that don't get it that because they're telling us like, why are you seeing quarantine? I'm like, look, they're telling us to act like we have it, right? So that means self-quarantining. There's nothing wrong with saying that. We're not disrespecting the people that are going through it. We're trying to be understanding and not being selfish of going out. Don't try to push political views on this, okay? We're all in this together. There's been mistakes that were made, and we'll get to that at another point. I do wish that people would own up to their mistakes in life and in politics. But that's something that will have to be answered at another date. We just need to come together, put that crap aside, do not watch the news 24 hours a day. Watch it three times a day. Maybe watch the morning news, see what updated overnight, watch the news in the middle of the day, watch the news at night. That's it. You do not need a 24-hour news cycle because they're trying to find stuff for 24 hours in order to bring it. So it's going to be bad news. They're not going to be bringing you uplifting stories. And that's what you guys need right now, right? You feel me? So in closing, we're all in this together. I don't know how other ways to say it. And I apologize for being away so long, but understand that there's some things that sometimes that I have to do for my own health and to concentrate on that. And as it's not a slight, it isn't about, you know, this benefiting me. And, you know, later on, I'm gonna have to have a Patreon account because the donations aren't as much as they should be. And then there's other people that I try to help out or help me out and we're not able to do that. But the main thing is, is why I've had the podcast be free is because I felt it was important for everyone to hear the message. And you guys donate when you can, when, what you can, when you can. I know right now we're going through a hard time. Um, it's just been frustrating me not being able to go out for a week. And then they, they told us, don't buy food for two or three weeks. Go once a week to the store and you'll be fine. So I was listening to that. Then this week they said, don't go out at all. And because of my compromised immune system, I'm not. But I'm running low on food. Thanks a lot. You know, so you tell us not to hoard. And I'm not hoarding. I just buy extra stuff for a few weeks. Running low on things. This is what I'm talking about is they don't listen, listen to the news when it comes to these things. But telling us go to the store once a week. And all of a sudden, oh, here it is, Passover and Easter. Guys, don't go to the store problematic. Take care of one another. Wear the mask that they're telling you to wear. Wear the gloves, but don't freaking touch your face or your phone. 
you know, take care of each other, but you have to take care of yourself first in order for you to take care of others. Just like when you're on an airplane, it's going down. They say, put your mask on first before you the mask on for other people. And you guys mean the world to me. I know people that have this. I know people that have died from it. I don't want to see these things happen to you. I want us to be around. I want us to see each other at Paisley Park and events. Us be able to hug each other. Maybe no handshakes. But I'm here. Reach out to me. Reach out to the real Dr. Funkenberry and send the DM, not to the other one. Reach out on Facebook. I'll get back to you guys when I can. Don't take it as me being rude. And there are certain questions that I don't like to, to answer on Facebook or a DM because it's in writing. And I and then sometimes stuff gets misconstrued. I'd rather do it in a format like this. And we are going to do that. We're going to have this more often. Probably won't be once a week. It'll probably be more than that because that's what I want to do. I just don't want to interfere with Linka or Dudley or C- or Adam12 or other DJs that did stuff. Love to see Rashid in the mix. Um, but... Let's look out for each other. I'm here for you guys. Thank you guys so much for subscribing. Again, tell people about this. Please share it. I'll share it myself. Sometimes I didn't want to share stuff before. I'm like, oh, well, people post about it. I got to do that crap myself. That's what it's about. But it's for the promotion of nothing but love. L-O-V-E. And then, yes, the Rainbow Children and One Night Alone and One Night Alone Live has been delayed to the end of May. We'll get into that. I'd love to have Sam Jennings on and Afshin and other people. I have Scotty on just to talk about that tour. And there's other things that will be happening. But this is all about the celebration of nothing but love. And I have mad love for you guys. And I miss you. And I'm hoping that this helps you. Keep looking for my feed for inspirational stuff and then fun stuff and then still Prince Facts. Much love to the Prince community, the Purple Army, and God. Keep it funky, y'all.